Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Female Footballers Podcast. My name is Cassie Gray. I'm your host. Today, I'm joined by Haley Lucas and Rachel Thomas from our staff. Come and say hi, ladies. Hello. Hi. We are going to discuss um, how the sport of soccer on the women's side has been um, kind of helping in movements of social change. We're kind of this um, sport that is seen as um, an avenue for social change uh, in many different ways. And we want to kind of start by um, giving us some background of, of what we mean by that. So last week, for example, current events wise, um, Megan Rapino was eating lunch with her national team teammates and she got a phone call and they said, you know, you need to answer it. And she answers it and it's, it's, you know, please hold for the president of the United States. She, um, she basically speaks to the president and he lets her know that um, she is one of the people who will, you know, is very deserving of the Medal of Freedom. And um, Medal of Freedom, for those of you who don't know, is an award given to the highest, it's the highest civilian honor. Um, and she was, you know, very taken aback. And, and last week on July 7th, she received that Medal of Freedom alongside um, Simone Biles and um, many other amazing people. Um, and so, like we said, this whole notion of, of women soccer players kind of being a catalyst for social change. What did you guys think about Megan receiving the award? I was so thrilled. Um, and for Simone, just uh, representation, women, athletes, um, you know, and everything that they've stood for. And one of the things that I've admired so much about Megan is her um, her desire, her passion to um, use her platform to um, to help push change. Um, and I think that she has she has done. I mean, she's an incredible soccer player. Has had an incredible career. Um, obviously, the Megan Rapino pose um from the 2019 world cup is like so symbolic and how amazing like wearing that crest in that pose and now she has this honor um I, it just resonated so much with me because she's just a little bit younger than me and um i've just always like i said admired her willingness to be bold and um and not be and be unafraid and unapologetic in her um opinions and thoughts um, and she's very well spoken and very well read. She is not just someone who's who's just spitting stuff out. She does her research. And I, I one of the things that I really loved about Megan was during COVID, um, she, you know, she's engaged to Sue Bird, and so she went and spent time in the Wubble, and um, and I her the impact of the WNBA on her. And I think specifically because the WNBA has, you know, higher population of black female athletes um, and seeing the struggles they're facing um, in addition to the things that she herself has, has dealt with. Um, again, I just hats off to her for recognizing it. And, and really what, what I learned from her in that time is like just listening because, you know, Megan's white and, you know, and, you know, a very good soccer player, the soccer is, you know, more popular, whatever, more girls, I should say, young girls play soccer. Um, but for her to, again, using her platform um, to help 
push these social changes. And if when you listen to Sue talk about her, she talks about how like that's Megan. You know, yes, she's a very good soccer player, and um, and you know, top level. But her her social um, justice um, intensity and passion is who who she is at the core. And I think that this award is like validating all of that that she's done, putting herself out there, and obviously all the equal pay stuff, which is not just Megan, but she certainly is a big face of that um, lawsuit. Yeah, I was also equally thrilled when she received that medal because it it does represent so much. Um, we've talked about like the 99ers and all the kind of the, the struggle they went through behind the scenes because we didn't see it because of media representation and not people not listening to those things yet. But Megan kind of felt like one of the first um, women's soccer players on that team to um, step out of that uh, into kind of the limelight and take those kind of risks in a way where she got a lot of heat and a lot of backlash, but um, I think created an environment that was more comfortable for other athletes to kind of use their platforms for social justice. And we're seeing a lot more of that now. Um, but it did feel a couple of years ago, like she was one of the only ones doing that visibly. Obviously people do that behind the scenes that have been doing it for a long time. Um, but I think she took a lot of the, the impact um, for others. And it's been incredibly fruitful as we're seeing with equal pay and these other issues um, finally gaining um, some progress. But yeah, I couldn't be more thrilled for her. I remember watching her in college at the University of Portland and thinking she was such an amazing player, but you could kind of see that personality when she played too. And it's amazing to see the things she's done off the field as well, because it's incredibly impactful. Yeah, I, I would agree. I'm going to insert my uh, opinion in here too. I don't usually try to just ask you guys, but I was so thrilled for her. And I, I think she's a great example of how intention and impact kind of met in the middle. Her intention of everything she does, there's intention behind it. You know, like she, um, she knew that it was going to be, she was going to get backlash when she knelt um, you know, years ago. And she dealt with a lot of the backlash within the middle of the biggest world stage of the World Cup and having the president tweet horrible things about her at that time. She navigated that with such grace. And um, she's, you know, I think it was really cool full circle that like two years later, almost to the day, I think it was that she was then in the White House when she said she would never go to it and receiving that award. And I, I love the intention behind everything she wore and what she did that day, wearing a white suit and the meaning behind that, um, having the embroidery of BG on her lapel for Brittany Griner. I think that there's just so, she uses her big moments to lift others. And I think she's a great example for young girls to see that like, um, that's what we do as women, you know? It, we can compete, sure, but when we actually band together and we try to lift others up um, who who really need it, it it's gonna just make us go so much farther. And so I, I love that aspect of it. Um, and I love that, uh, you know, a lot of people were like, well, what is she getting it for? And it was sort of like, she's getting it for using her voice to advocate for others. And I think for young girls, it's so awesome for young girls to see that and to know that, you know, it's not always going to be popular to do the, the wrong thing. It's, it's, or not the wrong thing, excuse me, the right thing. It's gonna be 
hard and it's going to be awkward at times and it's not going to feel comfortable, but that when you do them, it just propels you so much further. So, um, yeah. And I will say that, um, the other week when the Roe v. Wade decision came out, um, U.S. Soccer shared a video in her kind of her response to it in a press conference. And we talk about self-awareness all the time. And that was immediately what I had thought of was Megan has also incredible self-awareness in talking about that issue. And what stood out to me was that recognition that she is um, a white woman, a wealthy white woman, um, who has an incredible amount of privilege because of her talent and the position she's been put in and the resources she has. Um, and she was able to just speak so eloquently about the impact it will have on so many women um, of different races, of different socioeconomic standing, um, and different gender identities. And that kind of just stood out to me again how it's not an agenda she's trying to push because it's how she feels or anything, but she really does have the awareness of what's going on around her and how she can impact groups that are not related to her at all um, and don't have the same backgrounds or identities that she does, but she feels deserve a voice. Yeah, she. I love that too, because she also was saying how she was kind of admitting that she didn't handle the Jill Ellis stuff like the best that she could have during the 2019. Like there was a little bit of humility there. And I think that people often see a side of her that is um, very competent and loud and boisterous. And and um, some people are turned off by that, which we can go into in a little bit. But um, I like that she's also admitting that she's aware that that she didn't always handle it perfectly and that that's okay too. Um, and so I think she's an incredible role model. And on a side note, my daughter, who's nine, um, had to do a biography report this year and she chose Megan Rapinoe. And it was, it was really hard to find a book where it had information for young kids. And in the book, it referenced, or, um, you know, that she, she was kind of on the end of her career, which I thought was interesting. And then yesterday, last night, I'm playing the, the Mexico USA game in, in the living room for my kids. And she's like, mom, that's Megan Rapinoe. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, I thought she didn't play anymore. And I was like, of course she does. And, and she was like, just so into the game. And it was just so cool that, um, you know, the impact you see with young kids, they know who she is. They know what she stands for. Um, it's just, it reminds me of the 99ers for sure. But this is a different level, I think with her media attention that she gets that they never got, that can really, you think about the impact the 99ers had on a generation, which would be my generation, the, the impact she's gonna have on the, the, this youth is gonna be really cool, so. Absolutely. Um, I, again, her, like Kaylee, you were talking about her, her knowledge and her, her, her ability to um, eloquently voice um things that aren't necessarily directly impacting her but but are societally impacting her um is is again what i have kind of admired about her is is that ability to to just say no this is wrong or that or this is right or whatever it is and and not and be unapologetic about it and she and i know if we asked megan like her she will shout out to all the women who came before her you know it's not like Megan's the first person to do this but she is the symbol for this generation for sure um 
in this particular role, you know, she got so much heat when she knelt. I mean, just like Kaepernick. And I, I was like, oh my gosh, is she going to get blacklisted like Kaepernick did, you know, and never play. And, um, and I, and going back to the self-awareness thing, I think what makes her such a great leader is, is her ability to have that self-awareness and for her to have that self-reflection, particularly with that, uh, the Jill Ellis stuff, um, and, and to voice that and show, and, and she is human. Like, I, I think that's what comes, uh, what I get from Megan is she's very authentic and she, yeah, she's going to tell you how she feels and give you her opinion, but she's also not going to just dig her heels in and never listen to anyone else or be like, no, I'm right all the time. She's going to, she wants to learn and she wants to listen. And that's what I really saw when she went into the wobble was like, cause she talked about it. She came out of that, like, whoa, like there is some major stuff that we need to address. Like these women are amazing and these stories need to be heard and, and trying to use her voice to amplify other voices that, um, that don't have the platform or the, the reach that, that she does. Yeah, so thinking about, um, you know, her receiving the Medal of Freedom is, is a huge plus for our sport and female athletes in general. Um, and I think what it makes me think of too is just in the last five to 10 years, how much our sport, women's soccer, has become this catalyst for um, kind of speaking out and using the, the platform for changes. So we're not just seeing it with um, equal pay, like you mentioned, Rachel, like that was a huge part of why she received this fight. President Biden mentioned that, you know, her efforts with equal pay have, you know, reverberated all around the world for other programs and sports and women to receive equal pay in other countries. Um, but it's also that women's soccer has become this voice for um, a lot of different things. We see when like Katie Meyer passed away, unfortunately, um, many women's soccer teams had white tape around their wrists for KM to bring awareness to suicide and suicide prevention. You have, um, you know, when the women, when everything was going on in 2020 with racial injustices, which is still happening every day today, they are taking a stand. They're wearing t-shirts. They're turning their crest inside out. They're kneeling. They're, um, it's such a, a women's soccer thing now. And I personally love it, but I know there's a lot of people that feel conflicted about that too. Um, what do you guys think about that? Do you think it's um, like to the young players coming up, do you think it's part of the fabric of our sport that they need to be um, outspoken about women's rights and social justices within our country? Or is that a personal choice? Like, What, what do you guys think about that? It's a heavy question. I guess my immediate reaction is you don't have to do these things if there's no problem. And if women had all the rights that men do, if all the races were treated the same, if everyone of different gender identities and orientations was treated equally, we wouldn't need to feel like statements need to be made on a large scale. Um, and so I don't think it's done just because it like it's a it doesn't necessarily have to be a responsibility but I do think that people are recognizing like this is somewhere where 
Uh, people pay attention to professional athletes. They think they're cool. They want to follow them. They want to see what they do. And I don't think we're in an era of like a shut up and dribble kind of thing anymore, where now athletes have the confidence because people like Megan and other athletes who have kind of stepped out have received backlash in some ways, but have also been rewarded in others. Like we are speaking very highly of her because we support what she does. And I think that that could only motivate um people to continue to to raise their voice but um i wouldn't say that it's a responsibility or an obligation for others personally i feel that it is for myself but i don't think that's something you can put on someone else and if they just want to play their sport they can um, you hope that you're teaching young girls the values of equality um, and empowering others to do um, good in the world. And this is one avenue of doing it, but it is not the only way, I would say. Yeah, I think, you know, sports sports for a long time has been, has been a vehicle for change. Um, and that just simply having access to the two sports has allowed women to have different experiences and opportunities that previous generations didn't. And so, um, of course, ever you know, no one needs to be forced to, you know, do anything. Um, but they, uh, I, I think it is kind of embedded in in our sport um, because of that, like continual fight, you know, the, the 99ers fighting to get uniforms, you know, and, um, up to, to the recent trying to get equal pay. I mean, it is 2022 and they were just talking about equal pay, you know, and we're seeing that trickle into the rest of the world, soccer, the rest of the soccer world and seeing these national teams who are saying, okay, we're going to guarantee the same for our men's and women's teams. And, um, and so I don't think you can remove it, but I do think that, you know, everyone has a choice on how they want to use, um, use their voice um, and, and, and how that, but I guess going back to, I, I think it, I do feel personally that it is just part of the sport and um, for good reason, you know, because, you know, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, there were a lot less girls playing soccer than there are today. And, um, and it has been this vehicle that has allowed many, um, you know, adult women, myself included to feel the empowerment of a sport and the empowerment of being in a group of uh, other females and feeling that support and lifting them up because, um, we know, or we, you know, there, there can be a lot of times when women are pitted against each other and, um, the, this sport has allowed, I think the Katie Meyer as devastating as that news was, it really showed the unification of the women's soccer world, um, in the response, because I think everyone just felt it so deep, deeply because they, you know, they knew someone like Katie who was just that personality and just, it was so devastating. Um, and I, I think the reason why is because of the connection to the sport, um, that has, that has been moving along and helping push women's rights in, in the correct direction. I, I just to add to that real quick, I would also say that 
Um, sports creates a unique environment that brings people together from so many different backgrounds and from the outside, um, maybe people who aren't involved in sports, um, their circle may not look as diverse or as different as a sports circle could because you're bringing in people of different races, um, of different sexual orientations and all those different um, groups um, in, on the teams I've been on, they've been wildly different. People come from all different areas of the country, from different countries and have different views. Um, and I think that contributes to um, social change and kind of getting to learn about other people. Just we talked about Megan who goes and kind of gathers information. Um, I think there's a lot of information gathering that happens on teams and it is kind of a think tank that might not happen in other environments and seem strange from the outside because it is not um, necessarily providing that same environment as women's soccer has and continues to do. Absolutely. I think it's, um, it, it's for me personally, it's always been a part of the sport. And like you said, I think it is because it's the place where you're meeting so many different types of people, um, from so many different backgrounds. And it's also for me, it was ingrained at a young age that, um, that we should celebrate the opportunities that we have and be grateful for them, but also that we are not done. And um, there are still so many more things to be fighting for. And it, it was interesting how I've felt that my whole life. And within a two day span, it was so blatantly obvious. We had June 23rd, the celebrating the 50th anniversary of Title IX and how proud I was that day and how happy. And I'm showing my daughter, um, clips from 37 words, which is a documentary on ESPN that I was showing her sort of who Billie Jean King was and explaining um, how, what Title IX meant and why I was proud and happy that day to literally the next morning waking up in still that celebratory mood and watching the news um, where Roe v. Wade got um, changed and kind of just kind of put me in such a, a, a low mood. And, um, you know, I, I struggle with that sense of um, the politicizing in the sport. And I think that for me, those two things go together. Like um, politics is just, um, it's just our world and, and how we view it and how we live it and, and how we deal with it. And it is completely related to the sport because like you said, Haley, we are come from all walks of life within our sport. So it's just, it's a part of it. So when People are like, you know, stop putting your your politics within the sport. Same thing they used to say with actors, right? When you'd watch the Academy Awards, like I hate the actors that go into politics. I just think it's um, anybody who has a platform to discuss things at a high level. I think it is part of the responsibility. And it's the same of what we do at Female Footballers as a mentor and a role model. These women are pro soccer players, college soccer players we can just be those which are impressive and wonderful in their own right. But to use that level um, of sport in a way that gives back and helps promote equality and justice for all, I think is our duty. And, and so, um, you know, it's been weird the last couple of weeks of, of feeling, I know a lot of people have felt up and down about Roe v. Wade. And if anything, it's been a real um, eye opener as to see that our generation has to fight the same ways that the women in the 60s and 70s had to fight for equal rights. And um, I'm excited to see 
who is going to step up within our sport and the younger generations and take on roles like Megan Rapino has. Like, I'm curious what you guys think about that. Like, who do you see within the pro level, college level, or US Women's National Team level of kind of taking on a role like Megan? Or do you think there is anybody? So what do you guys think? I wonder if there will need to be one leader kind of face. Obviously, people step into larger roles than others, or if it's going to be more of a collective effort to kind of say this, because you see a lot now, obviously, social media. Um, I'm not seeing it said by the team other than that way, but a lot of organizations on behalf of players are putting forward statements together where I wasn't seeing that a couple of years ago saying like, especially in reaction to Roe v. Wade, multiple NWSL teams, women's national team, um, making their stance clear on behalf of the players and what they think um, and what they believe. Um, so I wonder if it'll be more of a, a collective effort for that social change. And kind of as you were talking, I was also thinking about kind of the political discussion. I don't think it's particularly political to want everyone to be equal. I think that's how our country was founded and uh, which of course is a constitution, which is politics in itself. But um, yeah, there's not nothing very political about wanting everyone to live a happy and fulfilling life and um, have equal rights. But yeah, I don't, I, it'll be interesting to see who comes forward. I don't know if I can necessarily predict who that will be, but I hope it will be more of a collective effort rather than a few people um, taking the charge. Yeah, I also think it's, it'll be interesting to see. I agree, Haley. I don't know that I could pinpoint, uh, you know, a specific player um, also because, well, I mean, the pro level, but the national team level, I mean, there's, we just have such a big, you know, there's such a huge pool of talent so and who gets that platform when they're there um and then you know and then how they use that but i megan um is also part of an era that um that uh you know social media was kind of you know starting when her career was starting and now it's you know a different it is different it's just different the way that you can get messages out and um and share your your thoughts and views and on political things or non whatever, right? And so I think it's going to be really interesting. Um, you know, I would I would be curious, a uh, you know, current fifteen year old or you know, ten year old, and their view of Megan and like, well, they can do that, right? They it's not whereas before it used to be, oh, you like we saw the 99ers barely on TV, you know, but we, that's kind of all we saw, or we saw the one article, you know, or the one time they were on the cover of Sports Illustrated, right, was like all we sort of had to go with, whereas now, <laughs> you know, these players um, or just humans have the ability to share their feelings and express them in real time, and so I, I'm curious how that's going to impact things um, I think personally, it, it's pushing the accelerator on the change train <laughs> as it should. Um, and we're seeing that with, like you said, uh, Haley, the, the NWSL um, teams and everybody coming in when the Roe v. Wade uh, decision was overturned. So um, I'm not answering your question directly, Cassie, because I don't know that I can pinpoint someone, but I, I am very curious to see as that, as we keep going, you know, as we move forward and people have their own platforms now to share rather than, 
you know, just us seeing whatever the, you know, the media decides we get to see. Yeah, I agree. I hope it's a collective effort too, because I think what happens when it becomes an individual thing, um, the media will, will start to play a role in not destruction of anything, but I, I think we saw with in the 2019 World Cup, when Megan became really vocal, Carly Lloyd wasn't, and Julie Ertz wasn't, and you could see how the media took that and ran with it, and, you know, people started to assume that those players didn't feel the same, and who knows, they, they just didn't want that same role, and I think when it's a collective group, it puts less pressure on the individual, individual player, and I also think, like you said, with social media, Rachel, um, this new generation, it is, like, soccer has become so much more individualized and professionalized at younger ages that going forward, if it's not a collective effort, it could have, you know, ramifications of, of ruining team dynamics if it's not collective at times. And so I really hope that it is collective. I agree. I think I was floored with how many people and corporations stood out against the Roe v. Raid thing. And I was really grateful to see a lot of men's teams do that as well, because I think that it needs to be everybody and not just women, because it affects everybody. Um, and so I hope going forward that that's the case. I think that um, this is where uh, the notion of women raising up other women needs to come into play and men raising up women needs to come into play right now more than ever. And within our sport, especially like you've got in the NWSL, Angel City, who's got the most funding and an amazing atmosphere, all that kind of stuff. And if going forward, they help lift up other organizations to have the same standards, to help find investors for other organizations to make this sport larger, it's just going to be better. Whereas if you have them, you know, kind of staying in their own bubble and like them being the best, like that's not what's best for the sport. And I think as women's soccer players, we've always thought of what's best for the sport and not just what's best for us. And so I just hope that the younger generations keep that mentality. Like you said, Rapino's part of that generation where she was learning from the 99ers and that was a big part, but the 99ers was always collective. There wasn't one person. You didn't have Mia Hamm talking about Mia Hamm. And I think that's why Megan Rapinoe sometimes gets backlash is she's also not afraid to show her confidence. And it goes back to the Katie Meyer thing. It's that notion of, of um, a strong, confident woman speaking her mind. A lot of people don't like that. They don't feel that's a woman's role. And I think that we see a lot of the biases come out when women speak up. Um, and so when other women lift each other up, it becomes more collective and then we get less um, problems in that regard for, for women um, being feminists or whatever term you want to use to define that. So, I mean, we could go on forever and talk about this, and I'm sure we will come back and revisit the topic, maybe even in a, in a way where we go um, kind of social justice by social justice. You know, we hit each type of, of injustice. We can always go and do that. But I appreciate the conversation, especially about the Medal of Freedom. I think that um, if anything, this summer has been one to celebrate um, where our sport is going. And I'm really excited. Women just qualified for the World Cup. So in the next year um, and seeing the NWSL numbers and the Euros, the numbers and the CONCACAF numbers and all the different women's soccer that's on this month in July, um, I'm really excited to see where it could go. And I think that the larger it grows, the, the better we are off for our rights um, 
and people speaking out about what rights we um, deserve. So thank you ladies for your time today. And um, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Take a look at um, other episodes of our podcast. There are so many different topics that we've discussed and we hope that you go find one that works for you as well. And um, thank you so much. Check out our website. We have lots of programs going on right now and um, our social platforms as well for the most up-to-date things going on, all things female folk colors. So thank you so much for listening and stay tuned for next time.